Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. On recent programs, we've pointed out how the powerful artificial intelligence tool called machine learning, or ML, is making it possible for users to modify their look, generate graphics and visual art, even change their voices, all in ways that make it very difficult, or even impossible, for others to tell that those changes are machine-generated effects. For the most part, we've looked at these new techniques as potentially dangerous, creating, quote, deep fakes in the political arena, for example, or creating characters who don't exist at all on social media sites, which then distribute all sorts of unacceptable materials. Recently, though, we've come across a singer and artist named Holly Herndon, who sees great artistic potential in technology that allows her to use her voice to train machine learning programs so that her voice becomes a sort of self-standing tool that she calls Holly Plus. Listen, for example, to this duet. You know, and I'll, I'll keep on swimming further up the road. Swimming, I'm swimming further up the road. And I'll keep on swimming, swimming further up the road. Kind of nice, eh? The male voice is that of a musician named Fur, and the female voice is the musician named Fur. That's right, he's singing both parts holding two mics. One mic is amplifying his voice through a normal sound system. The other is transforming his words and singing style and characteristics into the voice of Holly Herndon in live time. When he holds both mics in front of his mouth at the same time, he's singing a duet with himself. Using only one mic, he can sing in his own voice, or he can sing his words in the voice of Holly Herndon. This happened in real time in front of a live audience. We'll put a link to the TED Talk from which this clip comes on the page for today's program in the Public Affairs Archive at www.weru.org. Holly Herndon, by the way, was on the stage during this demonstration, not singing, but smiling and excited. She talked about the application she made with some tech folks, which she called Holly Plus. The application allows her voice to sing songs in languages she doesn't speak, and for her, in a sense, to be many places at once, even playing in many bands at once. Pretty cool. And pretty unsettling in a number of ways as well. There are obvious unsettling ones. What does this mean for copyright, for example? At present, the U.S. Copyright Office says that machines can't hold copyrights. So if someone sings a song using Holly Plus, who holds the copyright on that performance? Especially if the performance is recorded for the purpose of being distributed. And then there's the problem of whether Holly Plus is even on stage because Holly Plus can read sheet music, 
so there's no need for anyone to even sing live for Holly Plus to be part of a live concert performance. We're sure there are a pile more questions of this sort that will have to be sorted out if this kind of tech becomes widely adopted. There's no reason, for example, why Holly's voice couldn't sing songs that are composed long after Holly herself is no longer on the planet. Lots and lots of possibilities. Exciting in one way, disturbing in another. Disturbing because it brings to our attention with the impact of a smack in the face that it's going to become increasingly difficult for us humans to tell what in the world is as it actually is, and what is simply a creation of something or someone that never actually existed in the way we typically use that term. We're entering a time when science fiction will once again become more science than fiction. Meanwhile, in the world as we still know it, let's take a look at a less spectacular but still somewhat disturbing tech development. Many listeners probably use the Chrome web browser from Google. It's based on the open source web browser called Chromium, which is also maintained by Google. Many other current browsers, including Microsoft's Edge and the Vivaldi browser, are based on Chromium. For better or worse, about two-thirds of people using browsers on the web use Chrome. So whatever Google decides to do with Chromium affects a lot of users. Google's Chrome, like most other browsers, allows what are called extensions to connect to and become part of a browser's functionality. If you're a Chrome user, click on Window in the menu across the top of your browser, then click on Extensions to see what extensions are already loaded on your browser. There are hundreds that you can find at the Google Chrome Store and, if you want, add to your browser to enhance what the browser can do. Among those extensions are things like ad blockers and tracking preventers of one type or another. Google is about to change the way that extensions will have to work in Google Chrome. We won't go into the technical details here, but we'll put some links to basic explanations of the changes on the page for today's program for those interested. The bottom line, according to groups like the Electronic Frontier Foundation, developers of privacy-enhancing extensions like Ghostery and NoScript, and academic experts like Jonathan Mayer of Princeton, is that the changes to the underlying extensions platform in Google Chrome, officially called Manifest 3, is going to make it much more difficult for ad blockers, for example, to work properly, if they'll work at all. Why do you suppose Google might want to do that? Well, if your income predominantly depends on income from companies that want to advertise to targeted audiences, in other words, precise subsets of us web users, ad blockers are not something that you might want to work, or at least work well. Could such a thing be possible from an outfit that began life with the motto of do no evil? which, by the way, has been changed. Well, a lot of neutral observers, like those mentioned above, and many others, think so. So what is a Google Chrome user to do? Well, though Chrome is the dominant browser on the web, there are others, and very good ones, such as Firefox or Brave. 
it might be a good time to think about trying another browser so that you can add whatever extensions you wish and have them work properly, especially if you care about your privacy on the web. The switch over to the new Manifest 3 platform on Google Chrome will not happen all at once, but it will happen, and we'll do our best to keep an eye on its progress and implications right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.